0: So uh, here we are, second, the second uh, Nomex Effect show. Welcome. I'm Sean Langdon.
1: Jr. Todd.
0: This is Jr. Todd, and uh, here again we uh, we want to bring the show to you guys. We want you guys to uh, interact, send questions in. We got some things that we want to talk about. Pretty big event. We just got back from Houston. Um, Make sure to uh, follow us. Obviously, we're going Facebook Live. Uh, check out uh, our Twitter, Instagram, Nomex Effect. Uh, check us out on YouTube, Nomex Effect. Uh, subscribe to our channel. We'll be posting uh, the live video uh, once we get done. Um, so you guys can check it out there. But uh, some cool stuff from uh, from Houston last weekend. Uh, I mean, obviously, Mr. Back-to-Back right here. Hey, man, it doesn't hurt to be lucky. And It doesn't hurt to be good, too. You
1: just gotta keep riding the wave. You know the feeling.
0: Yeah, I put out a uh, a post. I don't know if anybody saw it, but uh, between Jr. and I, we've won the last two events. <laughs> I mean, it's a good team deal. We're on a we're on a real heater right now. So uh, obviously Jr. has been he's been holding up the end of the bargain. He's been driving lights out, man. Oh fifties in a funny car. Not even the dragster guys are doing that.
1: Yeah, well, I probably cheat more than the dragster guys do, but I mean, yeah, you know how it is. I mean, once you get rolling, and we've done some things inside the car that I'm not going to say what we did to help our reaction times. I think it's uh, working, but I think there's also more that we can do to to make them better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you try to uh, you try to take it like one step further because you're you you know like us. I mean, we just you came in the class last year. I came in this year, there's a lot of things that we did, uh, in, in the dragster class where, you know, after so many years, we, you try to take yourself one step beyond the, the competition and, uh, you don't you just want to play catch up. You don't want to be as good as these guys. You want to set the bar. And there's so many years that, uh, you know, I mean, you and I, we battled in, in dragster and, and, uh, you know, with Antron Brown and there's, you know, so many good guys in that class that were just nailing the tree and, so now we come into Funny Car and it's a little bit different, but uh, I mean, you know, you're really setting the bar right now. But you look at guys like Beckman and Hagen, and I mean, these guys are killing the tree too.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's I always look at guys like Beckman and, and Robert and Hagen just yeah. in qualifying. I mean, because those guys they'll go out there and have you know 070s seventies or O sixties in qualifying and eight fifty, eight sixty, sixty foot times, which means you know their their shallows can be and they're still uh ripping the tree so to me like those guys set the standard and i just want to uh try and get to where they're at
0: yeah no doubt i'm just over here being team cheerleader ah whatever
1: it looked like you had a fun ride there first round
0: <sighs> so embarrassing <laughs> when they say you drive like a rookie i drove like a rookie i just man it, i'm coming into this stuff just learning and uh Tommy and Nikki, you know, with out there in Houston, you know, the the weather was good. We had really good air on Friday and, you know, obviously really good barometric pressure, low altitude and uh, with, but it being dry, there's not a lot of grains in the air. So you're able to make a lot of power. And I think that was uh, uh, some of the issues that people were having on Friday where the, the weather was good, but you were detuning it and the, the, Track was good, so I think some people kind of got caught, uh, you know, trying not to make too much power with how good the air was, and it was rattling the tires. So uh, my crew chief came to me and said, "Hey, might as well take advantage of this situation, and um, if the car does shake the tires, go ahead and pedal it." Um, and so the first one, yeah, I did okay. I probably gave myself a four or five on that. Uh, it looked good to me. Uh, you know, I could have done it a little bit better, but it. It, when I pedaled it and it shook the tire, I pedaled it and it made a pretty good move towards the inside, towards the cones. I ended up shutting it off. Um, so then the next run Q2 Friday night it did the same thing and uh, pedaled a little better. Um, but just uh, it was pretty all over the place. They ended up shutting me off and uh, you know, for obviously we don't want to go and uh, blow the motor up. So I got a little feel for it. And then I go Sunday morning and, you know not really thinking you don't want to plan for the tire shake but there's always a possibility of it and go out there and I and I I felt the thing it didn't shake the tire just went up in smoke and uh, so I tried to pedal it as quick as I could and when I did that I kind of had a little mishap with what my foot was doing on the pedal and and uh, went to slap it back down and slapped it down the tow hook and it kind of Mess my foot up a little because then it, you, you something's not right when you put the, the push the pedal back down. So then I come right back off of it, and then it's just kind of in realization of I need to get back in it because I'm seeing Tim out there. And, uh, and I get back on it, and it's just at this point all hex breaking <laughs> loose on the thing. And
1: well, yeah, I, if, if your foot's not up in the pedal, then like you don't have control like you want to at that point,
0: right? And that's Basically, well, on top of me being a rookie, but I uh, I didn't really have control of it, and I looked pretty dumb. I I apologize to to my guys about that. <laughs> I'm gonna get better on that because that that was pretty that was pretty bad. But it comes you know, with I, time. Yeah, and but you, I mean, you look at guys like man, I was watching Beckman last weekend. That guy, he actually he pedaled the car good first round. He uh, he went out there and it, and it shook the tire and. He just did a quick pedal and got the thing to recover and did an excellent job on that. And then second round he had, he ended up having Dell. I forgot who he ran first round, um, but second round he had Dell and they both went up in smoke early into the run. There was quite a bit more track uh, temperature on the track, and uh, they both did a great job of waiting for the car to settle down. And when they got back in the in the throttle, you know uh, Beckman just did a really good job of it. Got it to recover and got it first to the finish line
1: yeah that's what i noticed they panned in on dell that round the super slow mo he did an awesome job just rolled into like you never saw like the throttle blades even go half open they look like they're closed but he's still on the gas to me that's a sign of a badass that he can feather (sighs) that lightly and get it to recover
0: and i mean you're thinking you have just over an inch to an inch and a half of pedal travel and to be able and i mean you're how much do you think you crack the throttle for a burnout? I mean, it's yeah, not much, a quarter of an inch, maybe it, it, and you're talking, you do a burnout at 6,000, RPM. So to have that kind of pedal control is something that isn't learned overnight. This is something that takes a long time to be able to do, but then also to master it. Um, that is a, a very, very difficult thing to do. I I'm still not light years away from that. I'm not <laughs> I, even, I, I, I'm still learning
1: how to, it just, it's tough. I feel like it's easier to catch in a funny car when it goes out there and shakes like you experienced over the weekend, but at the same time, it's fast shake and slow shake. Fast shake is when it's shaking, you got to catch it quick enough before it smokes the tires. Cause it happens like that. At least like weak shake, it's shaking your brains out. If you slap real quick, then it's going to recover.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, that was kind of what I experienced on the Friday deal was a little bit of the week shake, but man, I I know a lot of people were, were having issues with uh, the, you know, one, one thing that if you guys watched the coverage last weekend, there was a lot of discrepancy over the track and a lot of people were talking about, um, I don't know if some people heard Matt Hagan's interview from Friday night from qualifying uh, for the number one qualifier um, and then there was a couple other little tidbits throughout the weekend. Um, Cruz Pedregon had put out a, a deal about quit complaining <laughs> about the track. Uh, just fix your clutch. Um, but there, the track was good. Down low, the concrete was good. The concrete was good. There was a bump at six hundred and sixty feet, and it was asphalt from six hundred uh, and sixty to a thousand, and. Uh, there was just no rubber on it, so there was a uh, once you hit the bump at 660 to go from concrete to asphalt, there was uh, there was just no rubber. And inside of the car, I mean, you knew right when you hit that bump. Not only did you feel the bump, but you can hear the motor
1: peg. Uh, it, to me, that's the that was a worst sounding motor, and it was probably that way seven out of eight runs last weekend. Just just cruising down there, fine, not steering it a lot. Then just screaming, Wah! and you're just waiting for something bad to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean you can hear it. You can definitely hear the motor pitch change um, when you're going across that bump. But I know it played a little bit of havoc for a couple teams. It seemed like. Um, I mean, all in all, from I mean, we knew going into the weekend we have uh, TRD uh, some some great guys from TRD that. A lot of our track stuff, along with Chad Head, um, so they came to us on on Thursday before we ever made a run, and they said, you know, be prepared this weekend. This weekend's going to be uh, there's a bump in both lanes. Uh, it's it's going to spin. It's not a matter of if or when or yeah, just it's how just, bad. It's just how bad you're going to hit that. So, but everything down low. I mean, you looked at like the, the on concrete. the the car the cars were flying i mean you look at from pro stock to pro mod to uh top fuel the funny car i mean everybody you you really had to get after it and obviously it was a game changer a little bit when the sun came out um but you look at like britney's runs i mean britney was still making some great runs even when the sun did come out you look at um a couple of her her runs later you know where she was going uh 376 um but I mean, only going 299 miles an hour. So, if you really kind of play those runs out, if if there was concrete the whole way, or I oh, think would have been ripping. I mean, you're you're looking at like 372, 373, maybe even a little quicker than that.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that was by far the worst uh, worst feeling inside the car. It just I knew going into that race once we heard they had ripped up the track and the asphalt was kind of marginal and then getting there and seeing it, that it was just going to be a matter of survival. That Yeah, qualifying didn't really work out for either one of us, but to me that was just a matter of making a good run on Friday night just to set yourself for a good position on Sunday to where I think Sunday really didn't matter where you qualified. You just need to go out there and uh, make a good run. Other than Robert, he made some good runs on Sunday, but other than that, I feel like the rest of the field was uh, was pretty even.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean it was really, I mean what we kind of called it the six hundred and sixty nationals. Yeah, I mean you were just basically racing to six hundred and sixty feet, and um, I mean, like I said, I mean you you were by the the numbers uh, early in the run. I mean there was some, you know, I mean a couple, couple runs like in dragster could have been, uh, you know, mid upper three three sixties. Uh, there there were some high three sixty runs in in the dragster. Uh, you look at like the funny cars. I mean, uh, what was low in the funny car for the weekend? Three eighty. I know 389? at one point
1: Robert went eighty nine. I'm not yeah. sure if that was low or not.
0: But I mean, you you get that thing running out the back. You're you're talking. You know, you could pick up a couple hundreds in that last back split. Uh, you know, being hooked up the whole time. So, uh, yeah. I mean, all in all, you know, Houston was a obviously good for Jr. He he kicked everybody's ass. But we uh, it was. A, I mean, it was a, it was a fun event. It actually went. Fairly quick. Had a couple little sprinkles here and there or whatever. Um, I can't remember the last
1: time we were there and it didn't rain. Right. Like, I feel like every year we go there, we're dodging rain and misqualifying sessions, or you're delayed on, on Sunday, and we didn't have any delays there. Actually, they moved the sessions up Saturday, which we would have still got it in because it, it
0: didn't rain. Yeah, yeah. which was actually a pretty cool call by uh, by NHRA to try to make sure that we were able to get it in, get it in for the fans. Um you know just with the the weather coming in you don't you you try to kind of play the game a little bit but um i mean they did it right and then we were able to get it in so that was a pretty pretty cool event pretty neat event kind of blew through the thing i mean it went pretty quick there wasn't a, a whole lot i think with the exception of the the nitro harley rider i don't really think there was uh little...
1: yeah i expected way more carnage than uh, than what there was given the track conditions I think everybody did a good job managing the track.
0: Yeah, well.
1: For the most part.
0: They listened to Cruz and got their clutch. <laughs> <coughs> yeah.
1: no comment. Yeah, so <laughs> we uh, – there
0: was a there was a little tweet put out by Kevin McKenna that quoted the weekend from Cruz Pedregon. So he – a lot of people were complaining about the track, and um, so I guess – Rightfully so rightfully so absolutely and and he he had a good car in qualifying and he just had made the comment about qu- complaining about the track and uh fix your clutch so right. some some people kind of took offense to it i thought it was kind of funny i'm
1: glad that somebody else responded right away
0: kind of called him out caps was on it all Capsy was right on it <laughs> i loved it so i was just laughing i thought it was funny so i asked him how to fix a clutch and i was asking for one of my friends did i uh, did he tell you no, he didn't tell me. I didn't even I didn't even go talk to him after that. I was going to make sure I was going to, you know, make sure everything was all good. <laughs> but it yeah, it was good. Yep. But yeah, so we uh got the got the the thing. So I don't know if you saw the little uh thing that we put out about the show, but I I slid there was a meme that was sent to me by somebody remaining anonymous. But it said uh, it was it was from it was a meme on Cruise about the the whole uh, thing. That was, that was pretty good. It was pretty funny. I mean, you know, look, we we put this stuff out, and we're just we're having fun with this. We're we're it, it's a funny meme. So it said, uh, "What did it say? What, what what was it? Was something about Ron? Did Ron get his or Ron must have got his clutch fixed?"
1: Yes. Up along those lines.
0: Yeah, and there's an there's another one. What was the other one that we put out? It was on uh, the qualifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh, the Q five. That was that was uh, for some of you that may not have watched or whatever. But Force actually didn't make it in this weekend, which I mean broke a consecutive it's like almost the- ten years. That's an unbelievable stat. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know NHRA drag racing without John Force. I mean, I don't think anybody does. Most really. people don't. Exactly. So to have John Force not racing on a Sunday is absolutely unheard of. So there is a little kind of, I guess, maybe fun. Not not really funny. I mean, it. It. I feel for those guys. Those guys have had a a tough year, man. They have. With with the bodies blowing up and and with just all the, the the struggles and it's you don't want to laugh we're not laughing at that but the the just there was a run sheet that was put out for session five and uh it was the John 4 session so he got as many attempts at it as as he could to get into the thing so that was part of the if you saw the deal for. The Nomex effect show.
1: And we're not the ones making these things up.
0: No, we're getting this stuff sent to us. So don't think that we're doing this. Right. We're just passing along the we're the middleman. Exactly. We're passing along the we're information. We're getting it out to the people. Exactly. We are showing the people what what we see during the weekend. So the the behind the scenes stuff, you know, we we think it I mean it was kind of funny though. I mean It was. We we Making light of the situation. Absolutely,
1: yeah. And going back to him not qualifying, to me that's just a a, uh, that goes to show how competitive funny car is now. To where I mean, I feel like that's gonna happen quite a bit this year. where there's good guys not making the show, or there's good guys at the bottom of the field, and you finally go out there and qualify good, and you get matched up with one of them first round, like Caps and Hagen.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, shoot, even if I'd have got around Wilkerson, I'd have been. It'd have been us. I'd have had well, yeah. That would have been what semis, yeah. Yeah, because I would have had the winner of, uh, I would have had Caps or Hagen. But yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no easy draws in the funny car class. I mean, you look at, the funny car class is brutal. I mean, funny cars, some of the funny car guys are cutting better lights than the dragster guys. Just saying.
1: Just saying.
0: But, yeah, I would have had. Man, I mean, if I get around Wilkerson, then I would add Hagen and would have been you and i mean you ran height in the final and there's just no there's really no easy runs uh you know you look at like beckman beckman had that run with richard townsend first round and oh
1: yeah they both peddled it
0: yeah they both peddled it and townsend did a great job 418 pedaling it and and beckman you know he races a couple times throughout the year and beckman you know he's 412 and and i mean that's a good drag race there's it's crazy how that happens.
1: So he did that first round, and we ran TJ, and he went 98 against us and goes home. Like it, that's, I've been on that end of the spectrum so many times where you go out there and make your best run of the weekend and not enough. And then everybody else struggles to get down the track and
0: moves on. Yeah, you look at uh, you look at that. <laughs> yeah, that, Oh, yeah, actually, height was actually uh, quickest. His quickest CT was 387 first round. But, yeah, you look at TJ, I mean, he would have won majority of the other races. I mean, with the 88 light and going 398, man, that's, that's a dang good run. What else we got going on? Leaving tomorrow for Charlotte, little road trip. Yep, yep, we're going uh, tomorrow morning. We're going to leave for the four wides out in Charlotte. Um, we're going to leave a little bit early. I got to get out there and uh, – Got to get out there a little bit early. Go. Uh, I'm going to do a little super comp racing this weekend. Super comp. So try to got to get all that put together and uh, try to get uh, that. I guess Thursday just kind of get all my throttle stop stuff situated. So go out there early, but yeah, it'll be kind of neat. Do a little double duty this weekend.
1: So you raced two weeks ago in the same car, correct? Yeah what all I mean what do you have to change from going to a
0: big money bracket race, which this race paid how much to win? Brandon Taylor won hundred and seventy five thousand yeah. dollars. Now that's what it paid. So and then Friday was fifty thousand dollars to win. How much did it pay to win Houston?
1: For Um, okay, let's say Supercomp. NHRA pays eighteen hundred. Okay. How much does it pay to win Funny Car? <laughs> Fifty thousand. We're idiots.
0: <laughs> yeah, bracket racing, man. It's tough though. Bracket racing, it's it's no, uh, it's no easy. But yeah,
1: okay. So back to what I was getting. Now, what do you, uh, what do you have to change from when you went in bracket race to running that car this weekend, Super Comp racing?
0: Um, you, you're change, You're basically like I run a different carburetor and I run a, a carb spacer. Uh, for when I bracket race and then, so basically just changing that, changing the 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 throttle, put the throttle stop on and put the throttle stop carburetor that I run when I do the throttle stop racing. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll change that stuff and then obviously all the rest is just basically all the timers, the shifter timer and the throttle stop timers and and get on all that stuff. It, it gets affected a little bit uh, more when you go on a throttle stop by the air so. I'll usually put up the weather station, kind of run all the, the information and all that stuff before we go and in, in, in race um, to our bracket race. And you're, you pretty much run the thing all out and you'll see a little bit of uh, uh, variance off of the weather. But typically in a national event, you're going to make two or three runs throughout the whole day to our bracket race and you do one race per day. So you're able to make uh, more runs... Uh, in a timely manner to where you, the weather change isn't as drastic right doing the bracket racing as it is for uh, Super supercomp.
1: And you got a hired gun this weekend, right?
0: Uh yeah, so we got a uh, uh Brad Plord's gonna drive the other car. Um so we'll have two cars in Supercomp for this weekend. Um Plord's a he's uh he's he, pretty good. Yeah he's pretty dangerous. So he he uh we'll get we'll get him in the car. Hopefully uh it's been a while since I've super comp race. I think it's been since last. Uh, oh shoot, when was it? Last year? I think in uh, in Chicago maybe it was uh, the last time I had super comp race. So we get Brad in here. He does it. He does it every every weekend. So he he'll help me out a little bit. Plus we got a lot of stuff going on running the the car. So it's kind of nice having your buddy there, kind of help out a little bit when when you potentially need it. I guess. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm sure uh, it'll take about a run to knock the rest
0: off. Hey, we got a... a Oh, Harem. Now Harem, Ryan Harem coming. Ooh. Ooh. Might have to put a little wager on that, Harem. (laughs) Money talks. Yeah, well, hey. Eddie's got money on it. How about this, Harem? You wait. Q1... Get in, uh, get in the lanes for Q one. We'll be the last pair, and Q one. We'll go out there. We'll do a race. We'll race you. You put what money you need. I know you still owe me that car cover for the last <laughs> six months, but that's okay. Whose car is he driving? I think he's driving his. He's got his and uh, Jeff Strickland's trailer, I believe. So you name the amount, Harem me and you q1 we'll go for it out of the box yeah if he's awake sometimes he sleeps through q1 you'll have that
1: I try not to do it. how much money are we talking here
0: I don't know harem put it put a deal put a deal together propose a propose a deal out of the box race I'm all of a sudden interested in uh super qualifying. Time trials, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, either way. Oh yeah, they don't—they don't have the wind lights in qualifying anymore. I wonder if they still do have the wind lights. Does in... it show it on your ticket? Well, it'll—it'll it'll show it on the ticket. Well, that's all you need. Yeah, it'll say when I when I drop a harem on his head. I say a hundred bucks. Come on, come on, Eddie. I don't. I know harem's worth more than that. Oh yeah, we'll figure that out We'll get, we'll get back to that on, on Heron's deal Oh, So we bought some more uh, equipment
1: for our show Because uh, the last one we did We tried to go Facebook Live And record it for a podcast And found out the hard way That you can only do one or the other So we had to have a podcast guru Come over and show us what to get and how to do it. We're still not real sure.
0: We're trying to figure it out, but yeah, we uh, we got it set up on YouTube. We had some people not really uh, uh, following on Facebook, so we got a lot of feedback through uh, through our Twitter stuff that um they don't have Facebook. So we tried to figure out a different way. Uh, well, we'll live stream, or well, not live stream, but we'll take the Facebook live. Uh, this episode, we'll um, YouTube it. Yeah, we'll put it on our deal on YouTube. So make sure to subscribe. No Mex Effect. Um, uh, on, on our channel. <laughs> Harem's cheap. Yes, he is. How would I do, uh, Carolina? Oh, I did terrible. They kicked my butt. Well, um, yeah, we never talked about that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do well. I lost second round both days. Drove okay. Um, had some good lights, just lost some good races. Had a guy had a four thou pack on me, four dead on zero and, um, lost Kevin Brandon one run and, uh, oh, man, I don't know. I lost, lost a couple different ways, but I mean, I drove okay. Car was good. Just those racing, man, it's tough in the, in those racing. You got to, uh, not only do you have to hit the tree and have run close to your dial in, but I mean, these guys are you gotta you gotta pull into the lanes at the right time is the the biggest thing i mean you get you know it's just it's it's just like what we we're talking about you know like with t j you know he comes out and um makes a good run first round um you know but you just run the wrong guy at the wrong time yeah you know because as much as you know you'll go up there and the guy'll have a four pack and you'll be eight on the tree then the pair behind you guy will probably win at the twenty light so just uh Kind of, kind of, a lot what of it's a, a luck of the draw. What,
1: uh, what's this place we're going next week after Charlotte?
0: Oh, so I'm going to go to Galat. Galat is uh spring fling. Kyle Seipel and uh, Peter Bionda, they actually just had the spring fling million last week in Vegas. Uh, Laramie Reed won that, I believe. Um, I mean, big day, man. I think it. $250,000 to win. Oh,
1: dude.
0: Yeah. I almost called in sick for Houston because I only paid 50000
1: Yeah, I mean, clearly it would have been better off.
0: But I don't know if I would have won. Because <laughs> he was driving lights out. He was driving good. <laughs> That's a serious payday. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, we'll go to Glott, um Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in between Charlotte and Atlanta. And then uh, Thursday. I'm going to cook hot dogs. Jair's going to go. He's going to cook hot dogs. Keep the beer cold. Keep the beer cold, yeah. So, uh, and then Thursday night when we get done racing, um, which, I mean, hopefully if we win the race, it'll probably get done about uh 10, 11 o'clock. So it's about a seven-hour drive over to Atlanta because we got Super Comp Q1 about 9 a.m. in the morning, maybe 8.30 depending on how they schedule it. So I might be
1: in bed still.
0: Well, so I'm gonna. I might be driving through the night. <laughs> I might get about an hour of sleep, which I still have to swap everything back over because we'll be in bracket mode there. Swap it all back over to Super Comp, so we'll. Uh, it, it'll be fun though, man. That's that's what's cool. That's what I like about racing is uh, doing those trips like that, kind of like where you're just you're not stopping, man. You just, you're going, you're racing and you stay in a rhythm. You just, you stay in the rhythm. Exactly. And it's, you you're, you're driving from one race to the other. So, you know, we're going to go race Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Charlotte, Monday, drive over to Galat, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, race Galat, drive through the night, Friday morning, race Atlanta, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then, uh, and then just drive back home after that.
1: Yeah. That's, but, that's why I don't like the early part of our seasons. There's too much downtime in between races.
0: Yeah, well, what do we do? I mean, we got uh, coming up, it's going to get pretty hectic. Yeah, we, we got, got like eight three of ten. In a,
1: three in a row starting right now.
0: Yeah, we got three in a row, and then we got, uh, so basically like eight of, eight to ten.
1: Which I'm happy with. Oh, yeah.
0: No, I, I like it because I like what, you know, if you, I, I like it for multiple reasons. When you're running back-to-back like that, because if you have a bad race, you don't want to sit on it for two weeks. You just want to get right back out there and, and get it out of your head and, and go and race. But then on the same side of it, if you're starting to, like for you, I mean, you're kind of on a heater right now. So might as well ride out that hot stream. Yes, sir. Yeah. Any,
1: for me, I just I don't like sitting at home. A week off at, when you have three or four in a row, that that's fine. But when you got two weeks off, it just feels like you forget things.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let's see. <laughs> Do you know if uh, Charlotte has a Christmas tree that the spectators on the grandstand are able to see? Vegas had none, and that was quite bad. I'm not sure it's NHRA. there's no telling wouldn't it they would have to have two of them right yeah i don't there's no telling what they're gonna do i mean i I agree with you, I actually like it because uh sitting like if I'm sitting in the car,
1: yeah, in the lanes
0: yeah they they had it in in Houston, um but if I'm sitting in the car a pair or two back. Um, you can't always see the tree. And a lot of times, like a couple pair back, if I'm sitting in the car, I like to watch the tree because I like to kind of get that rhythm going where you're you you know you're staged and then a certain amount of time you're hitting the gas. Uh, so you kind of get that rhythm going. But a lot of times with so many people on the starting line, you can't see the bulbs. So when they put those trees up, I'll actually look up at those trees and watch it. Uh, just that's the only thing that you can see. Yeah. So. so yeah, so it's definitely beneficial for us to have that too, and why NHRA does or doesn't put that up, we, we have no clue. We can't, we can't answer. We can't speak for them. Whatever you can do
1: but to be, make the fans happy, do it. You need to do it.
0: Yeah. Maybe they'll have a complaint box that you could put that into. So I, I agree with you. I agree with you. We, we definitely do need that. i seen that someone put earlier, uh, uh, what do you think about uh, Erica running Pro Mod?
1: I think it's good. She uh, she said she's willing to drive anything. I mean, uh, whenever you have somebody that's uh, a well-known name, or her, name like her going to a class like Pro Mod, just gonna draw more attention to that to that class, and that's a uh, an exciting, fun class to watch. And I think uh, I think she'll be good in there. Especially,
0: I mean, you never know what's going on with Pro Stock in the future. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you look at like Erica, Erica can, she can drive for she, sure. She's a driver. I mean, you look at, look at her lights. I mean, you could tell for me, I think a lot of the like drivers, they like for me, I like to drive dou- I like to go double duty. I like to drive more cars because I think it keeps me mentally, uh, fit where you're not thinking or concentrating or overthinking you're just doing, and you're just driving and you look at her lights in in uh, Pro Stock last weekend, and she was ripping. I mean, she's 17, 14, 11, and eighteen in, in the final. Yeah, when you're uh, consistent like that, that that means you're good. You're a badass. You're exactly. You're in the zone. And even though she didn't qualify in the Pro Mod class, I mean, it was their first race, right? And the Pro Mod class. Let's be honest. That that class is <laughs> that's pretty. It's tough. What yeah. was the bump there? Uh, I, I'm looking that up right now, but I think it was somewhere along like. Five eighty-two, right, or something like that, and uh, I think number one qualifier was uh, five sixty-nine. Um, actually, five eighty-three. won Danny Rowe. But what's cool? What I like about that class is they got twenty-eight cars showing up, and there's a lot of cars that didn't qualify that are fast-running cars. I oh mean, yeah, you know Richie and Erica and uh, Steve Matusic and Chip King, Sydney Frigo. Uh, Dan Stevens, I mean, there's, you know, Pete Farber, there's a lot of, lot of, uh, fast cars. Uh, but you look at, like, you kind of get into the middle grouping of it. And I mean, three, it's just kind of like the pro classes, three hundredths of a second separates top half from the bottom half. And I mean, you can see that one or lost on the starting line.
1: Yeah. I feel like if she's one of those, if she gets qualified that she can do some damage on race day, no matter where she qualifies.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, and and that's just where the, the driving comes in. Um, you, put a, you put a good driver in a good car, or you put a good driver in a mediocre car, I mean, they can make it a good car. You keep getting those opportunities to go back up, and, you know, eventually, you get enough runs, you're going to get it figured out. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: they're uh, <clears throat> brand new to the class, so give them time. They'll uh, they'll be winning races soon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Pro Mod would be fun, though. Well, you, you ran Pro Mod. It
1: was fun, though. What, what we did was only eighth mile of the ADRL series, the big screw blower on it, but it was a lot of fun. I, uh, I would definitely drive one again.
0: What do you think is harder to drive, a funny car or a pro mod?
1: Funny car, hands down. Everybody thinks like, that they're similar just because they're both all over the track. But to me, you drive a pro mod, like driving a Draxer, a top fuel Draxer, you just get in there and don't be real aggressive with the steering wheel. We're like, I feel like a lot of those guys get in there and they're sawing on the wheel and they're suspended cars. So that upsets it. And you do not want to crank on the wheel like you do in a funny car. Or else I feel like you'll turn those things over.
0: Yeah, it looked like there was a couple guys. I think Rebelus put up a couple pictures of a couple of the pro mod guys all over the place. seeing a couple of Pro Stock cars getting pretty loose too. Yeah, I saw that. I know a couple of them were kind of saying that. And that all kind of goes back to... Tricky track there, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of them were saying they were they were seeing that bump pretty bad too, where they could they could definitely uh, see that in like the engine RPMs where it was spinning. It was good down low, like they said, but
1: after seeing some of the super slow mos on TV, the top fuel cars hitting that bump, it's uh it's pretty wild looking. It looks way worse on TV than I feel like what it actually is or
0: was. Yeah, I think I saw like. What was it uh, Terry McMillan's car hit the bump and it it was like I mean on the on the skid plates it was yeah. sparking them was like that's that's a pretty big bump to get it to do that exactly
1: so hopefully if we uh, if we're going back there next year they got all that resolved and smoothed out
0: yeah well, I'm, I'm sure they I'm sure they will I'm sure NHRA will go down there and make sure it's all good I'm sure. You're sure? I'm not sure.
1: If not, Chad will get down there and straighten them out.
0: Yeah, we got Chad Head for that. He'll take care of it. So we're going back, Charlotte, in the four wide.
1: Four wide. Are you uh? You looking forward to it?
0: Yeah. I, you know, I mean, the four wide, like we kind of talked about before, the four wides are... They're fun. I mean, it, it's different. It's something different, man. I I really wish I had actually somebody who was texting me about that earlier today, and they were saying, you know, what would it be like? How could we get? What it what did it call that? The the showdown or something like that, where the dragsters race the funny cars?
1: Yeah, what was it? The Winston showdown or something like yeah. that? Yeah.
0: I mean, if we had something like that, I, I really want to do that. I don't mind doing the four wide It's it's all right. I mean, it's I think it's harder to watch than yeah, it is to yeah, actually race. Correct.
1: So. There's there's so much going on. There's two wind lights that come on. You don't know which one is the actual winner.
0: Yeah. Well, like, for instance, when I was on the starting line, and I was so confused in the final round when I was watching you. I was standing behind your car, and I see you leave, and I see Tommy out there. I'm thinking, like, shit. Well, well he
1: murdered everybody on the starting line is what you think.
0: Yeah, so I'm thinking, like... Damn, come on, Jr., get second. But then, like, I don't really understand what's going on, and I see everybody jumping up and down, and I'm trying to look up kind of back behind us where they have the the big screen. So I'm looking up there and then I'm thinking like, well, maybe he's a close second, and then I turn back around and your guys are all jumping up and down, (laughs) and I'm thinking in the back of my head, like are we those guys that are jumping up and down when we didn't win?
1: Because a lot of people have done it in the past.
0: A lot of people have done it. And then I, I hear somebody say TJ went red. and So, yeah, so I, I was, I mean, it was probably, I'd say, a good 20 seconds after you won before I finally, like, fist pumped.
1: Brian, well, that's the thing. So if you're over in lanes three and four, there's a tree for you over there. You can't see the tree laying into it, so like no one knew that he red-lit, because his tree's over here, correct? Right, right, exactly. That's the part I don't like about it. But it, it is what it is. I mean, I think it should be a high-paying money race, like a shootout, like you said, maybe no points. Something that's awesome, like going to draw in a lot of fans, but just be like a no-pressure no, no pressure type big-money-paying race.
0: Yeah. We need we need something like that we need uh, we, man we need a tracks shootout back that was cool yeah we need the we need some type of shootout back eight cars hundred thousand to win right no fan more. vote crap just the eight best cars in the class duking it out yeah I mean you know there, it was kind of neat to get some of the fans involved in it on that but it, it kind of reminded me a lot of like Getting back into like the high school, pop- it's like
1: a popularity contest.
0: Popularity, a little bit of that, yeah. So you know, but I mean, that's kind of what you what you do in those in those situations. But you know, I, I just I think it's more of just drawing back. Like we need it a little bit different. You know, we kind of do the same thing every Sunday, fifty thousand dollars to win. But I, what I would love to do is I would love to do a a Saturday night
1: race. Dude, I don't know why we haven't
0: qualify. Qualify something like, uh, you know, qualify on Friday, right? And then Saturday, like maybe do first round around. And I'm talking like in the summertime when it's when it's All hot, right? And, but you start first round at like say five o'clock or something like that. But you you kind of get it scheduled to where you're gonna, or even if you want to do the four wides or something like that. But you you kind of schedule it to where. Like the the last run down the tracks, ten o'clock, you know, an actual night race. Yeah, you do an actual night race. I think, man, that'd be that'd be badass. I mean, I, I go into like you know some of these, uh, you know, like the sprint car races or or uh, or uh, like the World of Outlaws stuff, or you know, you kind of do like the Saturday night yeah. thing, and, and it kind of has that little bit of like a home track feeling, you know. But it's it's cool because. You know, not everybody's in such a rush to get out of there. Yep. Where it's like after the race everybody wants to hang out and have a good time and, you know, maybe have a couple beers or have uh, you know, grill out or whatever, but it seems like a lot of times Sunday it's like everybody's you know, halfway through the day you see the midway getting torn down and you see like, you know, if somebody loses first round then they're trying to pull their awning down and yep. you just don't have that full race effect feeling. Always on a Sunday.
1: When I raced IHRA for uh, Bruce Litton, that's what we would do. We made two qualifying runs on Friday. I think it was one early Saturday, and then we raced Saturday night. Right. But it was only an eight-car field, but still, I think that we could do that, especially with, with the four-wide, because it's only three rounds of racing.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, like, do some do some call-outs. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, Exactly. They had actually talked about maybe doing, like, just, you know, kind of racer banter, I guess, and talking or whatever, but we had kind of looked at some stuff of like, you know, how do we change it up, but maybe do something like the number one qualifier gets first call out, and you pick who you race. So you go out on stage, your number one qualifier, who do you want? Do you want the guy that barely qualified? Or do you want the guy that's maybe the, the hottest
1: guy out there right now.
0: Maybe a guy that's right in front of you in the points. Right. You you want to get by that guy in points. Exactly. I think that'd be I think that'd be awesome. I think it would be. Yeah. I I mean I think there it could kind of create that little bit of uh opportunity for a rivalry maybe where guys are constantly calling out maybe one particular person and it kind of starts rubbing them the wrong way. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, it would definitely uh, create a buzz for our sport, which those other guys on TV already do it, and they have a huge following, correct?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I did have a question, though, the other day. Uh, somebody had sent me, they were like, make sure you talk about this on the show. Uh, but they had said, so who do you think, or, well, they didn't say it like that, but they said, so who plays... The most games on the starting
1: line. I don't know if it's games, but there are a couple drivers in our class that mess around on the starting line. Who
0: do you think plays the most games? See, I don't, that, that's kind of that's kind of what I thought. I I didn't. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't think they're intentionally. Uh, yeah, I think they're just slow. Yeah. I don't think that like there's any like one person that's like intentionally. I'm gonna go and play games on the starting line. Like I just think that there's some people that get in certain routines that do that. I mean, I, I had a couple instances in um, in top field dragster where some people tried to play some games. That's
1: that's what I was gonna say last year. At least there was somebody, maybe two people in top fuel that were playing games.
0: Yeah, and I I would agree with that. Um, But in in Funny Car, I think it's a little different than Dragster. I think Dragster, for the most part, there's more of a quote-unquote gentleman's agreement. Right. Where everybody is pretty good as far as staging in a timely manner. So you may be in for a second or two max. But everybody pretty much goes in at the same time, um, pretty much kind of follows the trend. Everybody stages shallow, tries to cut the best light possible, and you kind of race on. Now, you go to Funny Car, and it's different. Mm -hmm. I think in Funny Car, it's acceptable to just dump it in a little bit, and everybody kind of accepts it. And... So it's you know, and there's really no reason for it, no.
1: Other than say, like, force does it, and he owns everything, and he he he's allowed to, right? So therefore, the guys that are hired to drive, are like, well, I'm not going to get tattooed by three or four hunters because he dumped it in. I didn't. I but I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. It's all equivalent in the end. I mean, what right. you roll it in is and pick up. For yourself on the reaction time, you lose an ET. So you know it's that's what I'm saying. If you plug it in, like you better damn well make up for it. You don't miss the tree. That's a fact. You can't miss the tree. Dude. I
1: I remember Dell and Force raced each other. It might have been 2015, 2014, but like Force stuffed it in, and his reaction time read quicker than Dell's. Dell actually left first.
0: Right. Yeah. And there there's, you know, that opportunity, you know, the, and the problem is, is like when you're on the losing end of that, where the guy dumps it in, it's like, well, how do you really take that into consideration? Because you don't want to be that driver saying, well, he just dumped it in and kind of pass the blame. Like, I mean, technically you did lose on a whole shot, but right. then again, technically you really didn't. Right. So it's, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough kind of thing to do, you know, but you look at like the funny car class. I mean, you know, I think, I think for the most part, there's really nobody. I mean, I I think, you know, force likes to stage last. Now, is that a problem? No, that's just what he does. And everybody knows it. Um, so if you're willing to challenge a guy that's done it for the last 20 years and the last 30 years, and that has been through any situation and you kind of challenge him, I, th- I think you're kind of challenging him at his own game. But there's always the opportunity that you know that force is going to stage last.
1: Right. And I don't know. I've also heard that, okay, if you're going to sit up there, you're going to make him go in first, then you've just pissed him off even more that he might be better. But there's a good chance of that
0: because he's been in those situations. Right. Yeah. So you look at, you know, um, but yeah, I I think I don't – I haven't really seen too much uh, else, else besides that.
1: No, like I haven't seen somebody hang somebody out or – Double balled anybody or
0: stupid things like that. <laughs> seen that in dragsters though. Yeah, that's... amateurs. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know it. There's so many. There's so many tough situations that you kind of get put in where, you know, I mean, we seen a crazy thing last week. I, I showed. Yeah, you yeah. Let's talk about that. So yeah, that was kind of a, a, a weird situation where it, at the million. Last weekend, uh, the Spring Fling Million, um, where there's actually a driver that tricked the auto start. And what he did was, when they were both pre stage, they were in a staging battle. Nobody wanted to go in and stage. And why would why would you do that? You know, you, you, I, th- I think um, certain drivers get in certain rhythms, and they just say, we're going to stage last. Uh, so you know, they, that's just kind of like their mentality. Um, so you, you look at that and, uh, I think you can't really put yourself in a, in a situation that you're going to leave yourself vulnerable. And I think that's what this guy did was he was so dead set that I'm going to stage last. And he didn't know the system and he didn't know how this stuff works. And, um, was, was uh, vulnerable to the fact of that he went in, uh, Ezel, Johnny Ezel, blinked the bottom bowl but blinked it on long enough by turning the wheel that it activated the auto start and uh, sat there because you have seven seconds to get in after that. So went in about five or six seconds and then the guy gets an automatic red.
1: Yeah, I mean you've been telling me this for probably two years now about how it can be done. I've never once seen somebody do it until that video. I thought it was awesome. But – do you think there's enough guys in sportsman racing that know about that? Yeah. Just, <laughs>
0: he finally caught the right guy. It's, I mean, you got to understand, like, a lot of these bracket guys, these bracket racers, they do this every weekend. Right. And they do this during the week. Right. So they figure they figure out the tricks of the trade because every, at some point everybody has the same stuff at some point every driver can cut a light at some point every driver has a, the best race car on the property so yeah. what what separates you from all those other people and that's that's how these bracket racers are man they take it they take themselves to this next level and they create these new challenges and they they find all these loopholes and they i mean they're they're able to attack every single Thing. I mean, I, you know, all these things that like what I feel like I've brought to the table in the top field class of, of certain things, like I've learned in the bracket racing division. And those are things that like I've implemented in myself in the in, in, while I've been bracket racing to make myself a better consistent driver. And, um, you know, I, and I think like these bracket racers, man, they just they find all of these little niches and glitches. And, and you name it, I mean, you know, there's certain things that we know in the tree, how you can manipulate the tree.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you're talking 100 plus thousand to win a race, I'd probably come up with some things like that also.
0: Right, right. And so, you know, I mean, there's certain ways that you can manipulate the tree. I mean, we're on a random tree, but there's certain ways you right. can manipulate things to make it a short tree or a long tree. And you know how it is. You, you hang those last couple tents, you know, where trees shorter or longer. I mean, it's some drivers like long trees. Some drivers like short trees. So it's, you know, there's there's a lot of things that, that you can do. That how I'm, pissed
1: do you think that guy was? Oh, do you know? Pissed.
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I Yeah, but I mean, probably not understanding the situation that, like, you got timed out. Right. right?
1: Like going to the tower, like what the hell just happened?
0: You got timed out all there is to it. There's, there's nothing.
1: <laughs> uh, I know I'd be mad, but don't put yourself in that situation.
0: Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, understanding that, you know, there's, you have auto start, and understanding, you know, that in auto start, how many seconds? I mean, these are all things that you just, you, you kind of have to know if you're gonna play the game because as much, and it doesn't matter what car or what class. You're doing. You think you know it all? There's always somebody that knows a little bit more, right? So sometimes you kind of have to uh, play the game with a little. You can't can't always play the game. You know, there's always somebody that knows the game a little bit better than you. I could see like
1: Dave Conley doing that in pro stock.
0: <laughs> you know. We need Dave Connolly back in pro stock. We do. That dude is a... He's a driver, man. We need we need Connolly. We need to... I mean, Tanner Gray does a damn good job, though. Let's be honest. He does, and he's brand new. Tanner Gray, I mean, he, he went red last weekend, but he's going to have that. I mean,
1: he's... And it's not like he has a big drag racing background for how good he is.
0: Right. I mean, he, he rolled right into this class and, and started just ripping the tree I and mean, the dude was crushing the tree he can he sets up teen and, and you know a lot of i think a lot of the pro stock guys seem like they're you know 20s and 30s but there's a couple select few that that kind of push the envelope a little bit and i think yeah why not you know i think i think tanner's one of those guys that he's able to because you know he's able to kind of create that small window uh on the reaction times where uh, he's able to be a little bit more aggressive um but yeah I mean he you know he was 11 red last weekend but man you're gonna have that when you when you're kind of when you're that close on a tree you're you're gonna have some I mean it's the same thing in like funny car what we do I mean you're sitting up there going 50s and 60s uh, but every once in a while or I guess in funny car you know 50s and 60s is really good but typically you know about set, it seems like 70s is kind of the average but you know if you're kind of in your range and then you know you pick up a couple hundreds you know it's not really in a a in a top fuel or a funny car, like they're just like, man, they cut a great light. Well, yes, they did cut a good light. You know, it's kind of the same thing in like a, a dragster when you see the guy who goes twenties and thirties, like, right. oh man, he, he crushed a tree. Well, nah, he yeah, he got lucky because I mean, yeah, he caught it exactly. Like he couldn't go back up there and do that again. It was so. This is something that I tried to get changed because when they went to the led bulbs they they added that three hundredths of a second this is way back you know 10 13 years ago whenever but i'd really like it to be where in a in a dragster or a funny car you're up there hitting the tree and rather than being like in a, in a funny car 60s and 70s is like your best hit Take out that delay, like get it to where we can hit the tree and we're 20s and 30s.
1: Yeah, it looks like we're pro stock guys.
0: Right. So, okay, that's fine. So we're 20s and 30s, but what you do in that that instance is you take it away from the guy that doesn't really care in the sense about staging and he just says, you know what, I can only go 80 or 90, so I'm just going to roll it in deep and I'm going to go 30 on the tree and get 400 advantage over this guy. Right. Because he doesn't have anybody to answer to. But when you're a paid driver, you gotta answer to your boss and your boss wants you to stay shallow. So you you there's a seven if you're seventy, there's a seven hundredths window that they could potentially gain by either rolling it in deep or hitting the gas early and going ten or twenty on the tree and catching it just right. But if you narrow up that window, you kinda bring it to the good drivers, the shallow stagers. The consistent drivers are the better drivers, not the ones that kind of take a guess at the tree. Right, and you know, you're, you're. I, I think that you would be more rewarding the better, more consistent driver.
1: I think so. That to me, it also is not as confusing for the newer fans if they would do that, wondering why do pro stock motorcycles and pro stock cars have better reaction times than you guys. Because I remember back to Conley, when he would move to the top fuel car, fans, oh, man, he's going to, you know, kill you guys just because he's so great on the tree. Like, well, yeah, he's good, but it's not that he's that much better in a pro stock car than we were in a top fuel car hitting a tree.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you're leaving on, you know... A dead idol. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, to
1: me, the common fan doesn't understand that. I'll get to explain that to him.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, in the, in the dragster, you're leaving at a dead idol. Yeah, and no, I mean... I, I enjoyed it when Conley started running uh, Dragster because it was another good driver that came in and um, what, kind of like where you could kind of base yourself off of. You know? Yes, correct. There was, a, there was a couple of us, you know, there for a couple of years that, um, you know, like uh, you and, and I and Conley and uh, and Antron, you know, we'd, it'd kind of be like us four where we'd kind of generally base off of each other where you you could figure out real quick where you stood right competitively um but yeah so yeah when he come in yeah i mean it was it was kind of neat because are just a great driver and stage a car shallow and flick of the bulb and you know
1: right crushing the tree and um yeah and the answer to this comment they can change the settings on the tree per class so it wouldn't matter for bikes and pro stock cars they would just yeah, if there's the same,
0: right? So, yeah, like when they brought the LED lights in, um, the pro stock guys and the bikes were having a lot of issues. Red light, and they couldn't slow their cars down. But yeah, you can. Um, I mean, to my knowledge, you could go into the computer system, and it's just part of the uh, programming that you would have per class, per the settings. Um, you would go in and uh, and program it to where you know you you'd have x for this class and y for that class type of deal so why is there a screen flop backwards I don't think it is is it
1: your stickers are upside down on yours
0: oh yeah well I put upside down stickers because it looks right when I do my roll like that
1: (laughs) got an algorithm comment there <laughs> that has been working out lately.
0: Yeah. So uh oh man, what what do we got what do we got coming up? We got Charlotte, we got Atlanta, we got Topeka.
1: I like Topeka. A lot of people don't like going to Topeka, which yeah, there's nothing to do there, but that racetrack is by far one of the best, if not the best, track we race on all year. Topeka can be very fast,
0: yeah, and Topeka can be very slow, but it's all—it's not track dependent. A lot of times, it's, a lot of times it's weather dependent. Yes, because the the weather can be really good, or the weather can go—I mean, it can go just get flat. nasty, nasty, humid, hot. Um, so yeah, that's a very weather dependent track. But man, if we get the right weather at Topeka, you can really, really lay down some good runs. I mean, it's. That's that's a good track, except for that. That's a track that you make sure you're on time because that's a far walk to the stage and lanes.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be stuck in your lounge doing something and miss your ride.
0: Yeah, you definitely don't want to miss your ride there. That's a long walk. Plus, you know, Topeka, you got some good golf courses there. Yeah, you got some good. They got some good entertainment there. <laughs> For anybody that generally goes to uh, Topeka.
1: I wouldn't know anything about that.
0: Yeah. Man, what about English Town? I'm going to kind of miss English Town this year, I think.
1: You know what I'm going to miss is going to uh, New York City. Which we still can, but it's just, when you're in English Town, it's so easy to go there.
0: Yeah. I mean, like where we stay, you just hop right on a, a train it takes you right downtown and drops you off penn station and you can go check out downtown i mean last year man we had a good time Me and brandon
1: yeah that was a lot of fun
0: we stayed down there for a few days downtown and was that in between was that in between epping
1: yeah epping and english channel were back to back so we spent the week there
0: yeah that's right yeah man that was that was so much fun i don't know what do you think what's your favorite track that you go to on tour
1: um I like Pomona just because to me it feels different when you roll in there at the beginning of the year and the end of the year. It just feels different than any other race. I like going there because of the history, but I also like Sonoma
0: for whatever reason. I love, it. yeah, Sonoma's fun. I, I like Sonoma. So, yeah, Seattle is very difficult to get in and out of. More to get out of, it seems like, for me. A couple years ago, I got stuck. In uh, in Red Key, and they shut down Red Key, and I ended up missing my flight Sunday night because the guards wouldn't let me out the back gate. I bitch about this every race. Like we need a dedicated entrance
1: and exit.
0: Yeah, so they have like a back exit in uh, Seattle, but you have to have a special pass. But it seems like majority of the time, the only people that have the special passes are the NHRA people. So, <laughs> you gotta catch those flights, man. <laughs> so, like, there's... But, I mean, it's it's very difficult to figure it out and then getting in and out. Um, I don't know, other tracks that are difficult to uh, get in and out of... Gainesville. Gainesville. Yeah, so don't be late and don't try to run cops over and don't try to jump curbs and... You get uh, Phoenix
1: can be tough because it's like a damn maze the way they route you in there.
0: Yeah, Phoenix, but ma- yeah, majority of the tracks, you know, I mean, it, it's majority of the tracks are uh can be difficult if you go in at the wrong time.
1: You know, you just right. You just got to know when to get there. Yeah, don't show up late. Yep, and you get fined. The popo gets mad when you do
0: that. No, it's only when you try to like run him over. <laughs>
1: But yeah, yeah for the most
0: part for the most part most of most of our tracks are pretty good um I mean you're always gonna kind of have a little bit of line that you're gonna wade in I think epping probably the first year that was bad takes the cake on it, but since then they've done an excellent job of uh just rerouting the traffic and kind of getting everybody in and out of there but I remember i think I'm pretty sure it was the first year were you it, driving for AJ I then? Was, I was driving for a j And he was coming to the track, and he was – he ended up getting out of his car and leaving his car, and McCutcheon had to go out the track and go pick him up. Because it was like an hour at least. Wait, right? It was – Like traffic was not moving. They
1: had had no place to park people, so traffic would just stop.
0: Yeah, I think I showed up like six hours before we ran because I didn't want to get caught up in the traffic. I figured I'd just go and watch Sportsman Cars. Um, but yeah, they put like a memo out, but yeah, I remember, I remember McCutcheon was just like shaking his head cause he had to sit out in, in the line for so long and waited, waited out, which was a good thing because, uh, he went out to go get AJ, but gave him the scooter or whatever he did and AJ ended up getting inside. But, uh, I mean, probably wouldn't have made it in time for the run cause I mean, the traffic was, was pretty bad, but and then,
1: uh, then you guys had a pit issue that weekend, didn't you?
0: <laughs> oh so terrible and uh they had some sewer issue and it was nasty Uh but they got that fixed so we'll get yeah there. i
1: like going there i like going to different parts of the country like that
0: yeah yeah Epping's actually really cool you're you know 20 minutes from the beach go out to the beach even though you don't go in the water because it's freezing but, get some
1: good lobster
0: yeah get some great lobster uh dang what's that hotel well we stayed there a couple with of the years. baseball field with the baseball field you actually stay what is it? Is it a, like a marriott maybe i think it might be like a marriott yeah you stay it and then you go out the back and it's kind of like a patio and you all hang out on the patio and um it's, it's in the
1: outfield of a minor league stadium right yeah
0: yeah so uh, yeah a couple years ago i just kind of went out there and kicked it out there and got some dinner and Grabbed a couple of beers, and actually my room was, I don't know, second, third level or whatever, but it oversaw the whole field to so watch the, the back end of the game, and um, that was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. Yeah, so Richmond. I oh. like
1: Richmond, although it's probably going to be hot and nasty when we get there. Like, it, now it's all concrete, so it's going to be even better than what it was, or should be.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't remember a lot. I think uh, Richmond was my first year, oh nine Okay. So I don't I don't really remember a whole lot about that. I've only been there once.
1: It uh it can be fast. Now I know they just had a divisional race there last weekend. Like a fuel cars hauled ass there.
0: That's right. They uh I think the bump ended up being it's like twenty like, something. Like a five twenty seven or a five twenty eight. Yeah. And I think a lot of the a fuel cars uh were going. I think a couple of them went five teens two hundred eighty. I think a. Uh, I'll call funny car was like 540
1: yeah I like it there
0: so yeah that'd be awesome to go there be fast uh to...
1: I'm just glad that they picked up a race after the whole deal at the English town that would suck just to not have you know 24 races I think
0: yeah yeah you know I I think having 24 races is I mean it can it can be long and then it can it can be grueling but I, I like it because how they they have it kind of spread out a little bit. I wish they'd kind of maybe tighten it up a little, but... Um, so do I. Like, pick up some more at the beginning
1: of the year, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of neat when we go and we race, but, man, it, it's kind of tough, like, when you race and you get two or three weeks off, and then you race right. and you get two weeks off. and
1: That's why you're always bracket racing. Yeah.
0: So, actually, yeah, looking at my schedule, I have uh, one off weekend until Thanksgiving. Mother's Day weekend. That's my only off weekend.
1: Sounds like fun. One rainout could just screw that all up for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, but I don't know if, I mean, not too many people are going to race Mother's Day weekend. No. I mean, I, I know NHRA won't, so, yeah, all they'll probably do is they'll probably just back up one of their nationals and put it on Some of the bracket racing. But. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I got my. Yeah, but see, the way I look at it is if uh, I would have. Trust me, I was running my funny car last weekend, but I was online all weekend long. And I was pissed because the service at the track uh, it was terrible. And it's nothing against Houston because it's 90% of the tracks that we go to, our service stinks. And I, I mean, sometimes Verizon may be a little bit better than AT&T. Sometimes AT&T may be a little better than Verizon. But on a general basis, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, during the times, I don't know if they got when they got the TV truck rolling or or what it is, but there's something that our phones just don't work. And so I was out there in the morning trying to watch the, the Spring Fling Million. And I was trying to get it. I brought my laptop out and I did all this stuff. And, um, I mean, I was really dead set on, like, when I get, like, five free seconds, I'm going to watch the Spring Fling. Well, I couldn't watch any of it, and especially on the Million. Um, so, yeah, man, it just, I was pissed. We got to figure out a way, tray to get... Some portable cell towers, man. Yeah, because we, like, we try to, even, like, when we try to tweet or we try to do things at the racetrack, I mean, you gotta... Yeah, like,
1: don't complain about us not being active on social media.
0: We gotta figure out a way, because, like, I'm trying to tweet, and I'm, like, walking around this whole... I mean, I, everything but maybe, like, getting, like, rabbit ears stuck on my phone to try to get more service. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying to, trying to figure out ways to get better service with my phone so we can do stuff where I could watch more. So I, uh, long story short for Greg, Greg Stanley is I ended up, uh, like hurrying up, get all my stuff done. And, uh, I got out of the track and got back to my hotel room so I could watch the, the last three rounds of the spring fleeing million. Cause that's what I love to watch. So, uh, uh, yeah, we need to tie a cell tower onto Cody. Greg's
1: <laughs> asking about, uh, shut off on force's car. I think, pan pressure shut his car off in Q4. Either that or they shut him off. I'm not sure, but we've had pan pressure switches since 2010, 2011.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I believe that's what they referred um, on the TV show as that uh, Q4. He had a cylinder out, so more than likely the pan pressure switch uh, shut it off. I mean, obviously the, the guys could have done that from the starting line as well, but um, yeah we've had a couple runs on our car or well one run in particular uh in vegas qualifying that the pan pressure switch shut it off and all that's doing is it's it's just a safety device that uh is very uh that that we need because of uh when it gets pan pressure um it it shuts the car off to where it'll uh help save an explosion uh potentially blowing the body off of it um so that's a a very useful tool um, for the crew chiefs and also for the drivers and also for the team owners who pay for it all. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean,
1: did it cost him qualifying? Maybe, but it also probably saved him some money in the long run if that's what happened.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, all right, well, uh, man. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, try and take this
1: equipment on the road and do something next week. Yeah. Maybe from Galat.
0: Yeah, I think maybe we could do something like that. We can maybe uh, – we'll check in from Galat um, from the racetrack, uh, go over the four wides next weekend in, in Charlotte, maybe give you a little preview for Atlanta. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, we can we can do uh, – man, we can almost do anything now. We're getting more equipment. We're kind of getting used to all this stuff. Um, so, you know, make sure uh, Facebook Live. Make sure you, you check in. Uh, follow us on uh, Nomex Effect uh, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Nomex Effect. Um, you know, just ask a question, man. Send us in the questions. What you guys want to know? What you want to hear? Uh, Nomex
1: Effect at Gmail
0: dot com. Yep. If you guys uh purchase any uh any apparel, got hats, we got shirts, we got stickers. Um, like my upside down one right here. Um, so, website's coming soon. Yep, working on the website. Uh, we'll try to get everything as much as we can. Uh, in a timely manner, we're trying to keep up with all this stuff, but we're trying to do all our, our, our other stuff as well. So, um, But, yeah, tune in. We'll come to you next week, Tuesday, more than likely. Yeah, man. Um, JR will probably be heading majority of that because uh, hopefully I'll be racing uh, from the Spring Fling in Galat. Uh, So, tune in. Make sure to uh, check us out. And uh, any questions, send them our way. Thank you, guys.